The following Knowledge at Warden podcast is brought to you by Vanguard, offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their financial goals. Visit Vanguard.com. Graham Wood is Director of Acquisition Integration at Cisco, the leading worldwide supplier of networking equipment and network management for the Internet, headquartered in San Jose, California. Since joining the company in 1998, Wood has held marketing and business development roles, and in his current position, he has overseen the integration of 30 Cisco acquisitions, the most notable of which is Scientific Atlanta, the Lawrenceville, Georgia-based global provider of set-top boxes, end-to-end video distribution networks, and video systems integration. The $7 billion deal, completed earlier this year, allows Cisco to offer an end-to-end data, voice, video, and mobility solution for carrier networks and the digital home. During a recent visit to campus, Wood spoke with Wharton management professor Saikot Chaudhry about how acquiring a global company like Scientific Atlanta fits into Cisco's acquisition strategy and the lessons learned about integrating on a large scale. Graham, it's a pleasure to have you here. I think uh, you know, Cisco has been um, developing an interesting acquisition philosophy. If you could share with us a little bit about the acquisition philosophy, what guides you, and perhaps how it's evolved over time. Yeah, that the, that's an interesting question. I do think that, that time and experience and the change in business environment cause changes in business strategy. And that requires a, a response from integration. So I, I run the integration practice. And our, our job in integration is to respond appropriately to the current business environment and the current business strategy. And if you look over the, the time period that Cisco has been acquiring since our first acquisition in '93 through to today, you can see some, some broad themes of, of time period around the, you know, the initial early, uh, early acquisitions, through um, the, the um, high acquisition rate associated with, with ideas pre-bubble, then the, uh, the post-bubble period. And today, uh, I think a more uh, thoughtful and you know, well-considered business strategy. And each one of those phases has required a response from integration, which has been slightly different. I have spent the, the time, my time in the integration at Cisco looking at the post-bubble period and looking at the time period where we're really uh, a little more careful about the way that we look for inflection points and look for businesses that have some proven traction in the marketplace. It may be small, but some germ of traction in the marketplace, which allows us to take and grow in the, the, the Cisco style of growth. So that's, you know, that's the team that we have now. That's the response we have now. We're looking to take all of the practices that we've learned over the years and not lose any of the lessons of, of experience but to tune it to how can we match the business strategy that we've got today, which, which is clearly focused on uh, a little more innovation and creativity, the entry of new markets, which, uh, uh, which we're focused on, and the addition of uh, complementary technologies into our existing products. And the match of those two things is, is slightly different in, uh, in its style and approach than we've had in the past from a business strategy point of view and requires, as I said, the appropriate response and integration, which causes us some challenge and causes the, you know, the integration uh, thinking and approach to grow appropriately. So we are adapting and extending the traditional Cisco integration practice in the environment that we operate in today. And, of course, the, the acquisitions, I think, that you would point to that cause... Uh, most of that development to happen around uh, new market entry into home networking through Linksys 
and into the video space through Scientific Atlanta as great examples of extensions of the business strategy and the appropriate integration strategy that follows it. So if I hear you correctly, it's both about acquisition integration, but also in the upfront decision making, um, if I understand correctly, because we had the the boom era, um, and then you had the post-bubble era, and probably some of the decisions that were made in terms of which targets to pursue or which markets to enter may not have been as uh, envisioned. And now it seems to me you're being much more careful in what you approach to to establish that link. Is that correct? I think that's a reasonable uh, analysis. Okay, yeah, I do think that um, in the days of the bubble, we all got caught up in in looking for ideas. The the, the nature of the uh, the business environment that we went through then, and uh, really it was about not not losing traction uh, against ideas. But I, I, I think that that you know the, the bubble period has taught us some lessons, and the post bubble period is the uh, ability of us to respond appropriately to, to those lessons, and that is the thoughtful place we're in today. Yeah. yeah, if one looks at it, I mean, I think there were a couple of spaces you were involved in before the boom, and then you um, went into so many different areas after the afterwards. You know, while the uh, the merger mania is going on, not just at Cisco but everywhere, and then now you're a lot more focused in different areas. But I think it's fantastic how Cisco has been able to maintain its reputation as a successful acquirer during that time, while at the same time being open about um, learning from these uh, uh, situations. And I think that that speaks well. You mentioned uh, Linksys and especially Scientific Atlanta. Now, Scientific Atlanta is, of course, much bigger than your traditional small acquisition. Um, how are you handling this concretely, and, and where do you see the differences? Yeah, just to put a couple of um, uh, numbers around Scientific Atlanta to give you some benchmarks. The, um, the the revenue stream of Scientific Atlanta at around $2 billion a year is about 100 times greater than our average acquired company's revenue stream, and the number of people is about 150 times the average of our normal acquired uh, company's uh, um, employee population. So I, I agree with you. The scale of the thinking that we've needed to put into Scientific Atlanta has been significantly different from that which we normally apply. But I would say the core thinking that we've applied has been vested in the knowledge that we've gained and the experience that we've we've learned through our, our previous acquisition strategy. So this was acquisition number 105 for Cisco, and the lessons we've learned over the previous 104 have given us a, an ability to understand how the basics of integration get done. And we haven't thrown those basics away. So I think the, the the thinking that we applied in the early stages was to decompose the the straightforward base level integration strategy that Cisco had developed, all of the good lessons we'd learned, into elements that were manageable enough as kind of chunks of business. So to to create a work breakdown structure associated with our thinking and with our processes and with our functions that was vested in all of the lessons we learned from the previous 104 and apply them in a large-scale way to number 105. There is a leap of faith in the middle of all of that. I mean, it, it doesn't always apply that a small-scale process can scale up to a large-scale process. And we are carefully watching whether or not the hypothesis that we created around this decomposition and the assumption that we can scale up is is going to work or not. For now, I think uh, what, we've, what we've created is a pretty solid structure, and the environment that we've been operating over the past year, which is a relatively uh, 
standalone business environment. So Scientific Atlanta is still a business entity in its own right and you know, driving its business and its core markets as it did previously. And we have an agreement that that uh, initial time period will, will be around a year. So um, we're 10 months into the acquisition at the moment. So an interesting time from a decision-making point of view. But it's given us some breathing space. It's taught us a little bit of patience. We've learned that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And we haven't made any hasty decisions, which actually has stood us in good stead. And I think that, along with the experience and the knowledge that we gained in the previous acquisitions and our integration process and the way it's developed, have actually played quite nicely to allow us and allow Scientific Atlanta to continue to develop in our own ways and in mutual ways. And the mutual ways, I think, are on the increase. And we're finding better ways as we uh, as we overlap our business, overlap our process, overlap our thinking and our customer base, we're finding better ways to make that overlap more and more successful. But it is a long, slow, steady process and very, very carefully done and very thoughtfully done, which kind of goes against the usual um, mantra of, you know, move quickly, be speedy in this integration process. We are trying to be speedy about decisions and those decisions have sometimes a long-term time component to them and we're patient with that time component. You draw out a, a very real trade-off in this process that, on the one hand, to really realize the vision that you articulated about approaching the home networking market, you need integration at the product level and at the organization level. Yet, at the same time, you can't proceed too quickly towards that and perhaps make incorrect decisions or lose people or have other suboptimal performance resulting out of it. So... It's of essence to slow down, think about the decisions more carefully, and move towards this process in a much more calculated and careful fashion. I think that's fascinating. Are you afraid you might lose momentum at some point, or how do you maintain that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that is the ultimate dichotomy here. And I think if you thought that the marketplace was moving quickly or the the market transition was happening uh, at a a pace that required you to make some radically – different decisions, then you know, that would be the application of, of the uh, senior leadership team and the strategic team to think about. The, the whole basis of this hypothesis is that there is a little bit of time and that using that time wisely is the best thing that, uh, that we can do. I, I, I agree with you that um, you know, the basis of success in the future has got to be an integrated product portfolio that covers the end-to-end video story from from we call it glass to glass from the lens on the tv camera through to the uh, you know the, the lens of the device that, that somebody's watching could be a, a mobile device could be their tv but that end-to-end story is where the the you know the, the stories the, the strategy's got to get us to um it takes time to put that story together there are multiple complex components in it and scientific atlanta and cisco have many of those components and we're using the the time wisely to build that product portfolio, build that integrated story. And we believe that we have the time. It is an important part of the hypothesis, as you point out. And I do think, um, just to look at this from a a functional point of view, there are a couple of ways that Scientific Atlanta could have gone. You know, in the early days, we didn't really um, uh, know whether we're going to lead the integration strategy through the products or we're going to lead it through sales. And I think they're the two major ways that a large acquisition like this will be led. And so um, we have allowed both of those teams to make progress in their own way. 
and the the product teams are working closely together to build this integrated story. And there's some pl- complexity there. You know, we have a little bit of product overlap, as you would expect in a in a acquisition of, of this size. We have complementary products. We have interesting conversations about which technology direction to follow on the product side. It takes time. And then on the sales side, we're running two separate businesses. So we have a sales team in Scientific Atlanta and a sales team in Cisco. And we're carefully looking at how we can um, get the best from both of those sales teams, where the synergy is going to come from, how Cisco can sell more by leveraging the scientific Atlanta relationships and vice versa. And that is actually going pretty well. So we are moving forward with, a again, a well-thought-out, relatively low-risk role of a sales integration process. Um, on the product side, the two teams remain separate in different business units and in different kind of business entities. On the sales side, we've actually brought people together and put Scientific Atlanta people in Cisco offices. And by bringing them together, the, the, the thought process, the selling process, is actually much more easy to follow from a, from a synergy point of view. You actually need that physical connection at the, at the sales front end of things. And it's good, for, it's good for sales guys, it's good for revenues, it's good for customers. So we're, we're following a couple of tracks here, and it seems to me that the physical integration is, is moving forward in the sales world at a reasonable pace, and the strategic integration at the product level, um, but not necessarily physical integration, is moving forward at the product place. What you're saying makes a lot of sense because if we look at how Cisco has recently rebranded itself or is rebranding itself into a company that not only deals with corporate customers but is really about enabling the human network, I think is the phrase, then you would imagine and you would expect and you would try to um, work towards Scientific Atlanta impacting the Cisco organization as a whole as well and not just something that adds a set of products but shift slightly also the orientation of the company um, towards this this new important uh, area and, and closing the gap in essence that Cisco's faced. And the actions you describe are very much consistent with that because you're allowing that knowledge, that mentality, and so those ideas to flow into Cisco as well. And I expect you're probably doing a little more of that as well to bring that infusion into Cisco as well as an organization. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's a very interesting conversation around the human network. And as we were walking over, you and I were talking about um, uh, knowledge at, uh, at Wharton and and how the you know the connection to the human network of of alumni and interested people can make a difference to you know the information we're talking about and how it gets to people, and that there is a a, a you know. A, clear understanding today around you know what social networking can do what youtube can do what google can do which is all about really connecting to to individuals as well as you know the, the business environment that cisco comes from the heritage we have around connecting to, to corporations the enterprise environment and the the majority of that conversation is obviously vested in our uh, connection points between cisco and linksys and scientific atlanta so the you know the connected home and the gateway to the connected home that Scientific Atlanta brings to this story, the home networking environment that Linksys bring to this story, and the um, you know the enterprise class IP infrastructure that Cisco bring to this story is actually a very interesting conversation along those lines. 
Oh, that's that's fascinating, and it relates so nicely to all these developments. Uh, a lot of us are curious as to what's going to happen with social networking and the high valuations attributed to those firms, but it seems as though many in the industry, including the uh, equipment manufacturers, are convinced of this uh, opportunity, so that's very, very powerful. In closing, I'd like to ask you, do you think that doing the Scientific Atlanta acquisition will change uh, more fundamentally how you approach acquisitions, or will this just be a, a one-off example uh, or for a one one-off um, approach in this kind of a large situation? Or are you preparing yourself for larger acquisitions in the future and thereby preparing your process also in, in, in doing so? I, I think, um, so to look at this from the integration point of view, you know, I, I kicked off this conversation around with integration's got to be prepared to respond to the business strategy and and develop a, a style and an organization and a process to be able to make the business work. You know, you... you uh, in integration, we tend to look on the pragmatic, realistic side of things and to plan, uh, to plan for, for maybe the worst-case outcome. It's a way of thinking that I think allows you to, to build from a foundation of, uh, of looking at a problem and looking at you know, what's the worst-case scenario and then building forward from there. Um, the, the, the challenges thus, if you follow this track are pretty huge from an integration point of view. So if you follow that that kind of thinking, there are some pretty huge challenges for us, but some exciting challenges and some interesting challenges. I would say that um, if you look back at Cisco's integration history, our first acquisition, Crescendo, into the routing space in 1993, created uh, the first of a track of uh, 114 acquisitions. You would imagine that if Cisco is the company that it is today, it was then, Having felt the uh, the initial taste of success associated with Scientific Atlanta that we've we felt, we would probably tread in that same direction going forward. Just looking at empirical data and history, so I, I think that the integration team will have to respond, should respond, and needs to be uh, excited about the potential response to acquisitions of the same size and scale as Scientific Atlanta going forward. It is a way of business that probably is, is, is going to play out at Cisco. And the, the maturity associated with what we've, what we've learned in Scientific Atlanta, I think, will, will stand us in good stead. We have learned a lot of very uh, complex and interesting lessons which have expanded our thinking in the integration space to a point where um, uh, you know, the confidence associated with being able to do this again is, is increasingly getting better and better and more and more as we go through. And uh, I have a healthy amount of skepticism and a healthy amount of optimism in this process. Well, you certainly teased us and given us much to speculate about in the future. And I look forward to following this deal as well as Cisco's overall progress over the next years. Um, Thanks so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have this conversation with you, Grant. I can't thank you very much. I do think uh, we, we will be telling the Scientific Atlanta story for another couple of years yet. So there's a lot of news to come. For more information please visit our website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.